0: A series this summer entitled Restore. And, and, and we're looking at some things in our culture today that that that, that, that might be broken, things that might be flawed, things that, that they're just not operating as God originally intended for them to operate. They're not functioning the way that God originally viewed that they would function when He created them. All right? And so when you restore something, it means that you you, you, you bring it back to its original place you, you 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 put it back to its original position so so that so that it can 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 do what it's created to do and we've talked about some incredible things over the last few weeks and I would encourage you you can you can always go online and listen. We have Apple TV channel and uh, you can Roku and and all that good stuff I don't know what any of that means it's just it's there all right. But 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 we, we we started with having a proper view of of who God is. L- listen, we have to start with that. AW Tozer says, whatever comes to your mind when you think of God, that's the most important thing about you. And, and I think some of us maybe have a distorted view of who God is because we, we, we've seen how humans act and we think, well, if that's who God is, I, you know, I don't want any part of that. Or, or, or some of us just have a shallow view of who he is. And, and, and I'm telling you, we, we, we've got to restore that that, that proper view of, of who God is and, and what he's all about because and, and that, that will affect every aspect of us. So if, if God's just just something that, that people gather together and talk about and sing about, but it's not very real or present in your life, well, then, 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 then you will just continue to function and operate in life, I believe, without joy and without really living the life that, that, that God wants you to live, right? Now, you can live, as I said earlier, without the Spirit of God in you, and you can make it through and survive and eat three square meals a day and, you know, exercise a little bit and, and, and go to sleep. You can, you can live like that, but I believe that there's so much more but restoring who God is in our view of him. We talked about people. Listen, the last time we read the Bible, uh, people matter to God. And, and if they matter to God, they should matter to us, right? They, they should matter to us, especially the blood-bought, the redeemed, the church, the bride of Christ. They should matter to us. And, and, uh, and we talked about people and looking out for people and responding to people. We talked about being donkeys and Things like that, I mean, just when it comes to being carriers of the gospel, right? Last week, ooh, last week was awesome. Anybody here last Sunday? Anybody still mad at me from last Sunday? Amen, right? Last week we talked about restoring men because I don't believe that the modern man today is functioning to his full God capacity, right? we men are pretty good and we do a lot of things and we've put duct tape on our society for far too long but man I'm just looking for some men to rise up and be who God's called them to be and and we talked about that role and what we should be as men and and I know that I offended some of you ladies last week and not on purpose but the reality is I'm thankful for some ladies that have stepped in and and kind of filled some voids that we as men ha- haven't you, you've 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 helped us carry the ball down the field thank you for that but 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 um but, but men need to rise up and we need to be the man that God created us to be, right? Well, I wanna, wanna let you know that today we're gonna flip the page because, because today we're gonna talk about women. Yeah. I shared that with my men's prayer group this morning. They're like, yeah, oh, 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 about time. Yeah. Like, guys, you better watch that because I'll mention your names. I will. I will. Let me see if any of them are here. They're not here right now. They better be here in that third service. They need the prayer. But but we're going to talk about women today. Hey, this is, I'm going to give you a heads up for next week, just so you know where we're going. But next week, we're going to talk about our nation. Our nation needs to be restored. We 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 need to become... A nation under God once again. Would you would you agree with me there? So, so we're going to talk about that. So if you want to wear America colors, red, white, and blue, this is really cool. I just got to pray over one of our our teenagers that is on her way to Sweden to run in a race. I'm like that's how cool. Do you need your pastor to go and just not anoint you and pray over your sneakers before you go or something like that? I'll be, but I, but I love that. And I I, I prayed that she would 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 run. the the physical race of her life, but she would also run the spiritual race that's marked out for her. Amen. God didn't send you to Sweden just to run around an oval, but I believe he sent you there to advance the kingdom. Anyway, come on, you know that's good. But today I want us to talk about women. Is that okay? As if I haven't already torqued some of you off talking about about some things last week. And, and, and men, I, I want to encourage you to listen as well today and, and not check out on me be, be, because I, 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 just, I just think that, 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 that women today as well as men last week, women, you, 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 maybe you've not been viewed accurately. And, and, and for some of you, maybe you're, you, you've, you've got some thoughts towards yourself that, that I don't believe are, 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 are God's thoughts about you. And so today I just kind of want to unpack some things that I find in Scripture about, about who women are. Is that OK? I want to remind you of a verse we looked at last week in the very first book of the Bible, the very first chapter. In Genesis chapter one, verse 27, it says this: "So God created human beings in His own image." Wow, We've been created in the image of God. You're worth something. Can I, can I just tell you that right now? You are worth something." And you've been created in the image of God. It goes on to say that in the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So who created man? God did. Who created woman? God did. We're all created in the image of God. History shows that the proper role of women has been, mis- has been largely misunderstood. We, we, we live in a culture today where, where I believe that, that we have, have shared messages towards women that, that that I don't believe truly match up with, with what the Bible says about who women are in God's view. We've we've relegated women a lot today to 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 positions that that Maybe men don't want to assume. We've, we've told women to be quiet. We've, we've, we've told women to stay in your lane and do what you need to do. And, 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 and we've even sent a message, right or wrong, we've sent a message to women that, that somehow they're less than man. That that, that maybe they're inferior, maybe they're some sort of a second class class citizen or what have you. I, I just know that I believe that God's purpose is from the very beginning when you read the Bible with the creation of Eve, God designed woman for a very important role in our culture. I believe that when God created man, he looked down upon mine. Fact, in fact, Scripture says, not only through Genesis 1, but even through, through, through chapter 2, that, 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 that the woman's role was unique. In fact, when God created that first woman, Eve, her role was the same as the man's. They had dominion over the garden, and, and they were to rule it together. They were to name things, and they were to enjoy this incredible, incredible environment that God had placed them in. We know that the woman was presented to her husband as someone to complete him. Last week, I mentioned that Hebrew word "azer." That, that, that word azer, and that's what the word woman means. Azer means that it's someone who completes, someone who comes to the rescue of. You see, that was what God had in mind when he created the woman. He knew, he knew that men needed someone to complete them. He knew that men would need someone that would come to the rescue. He just needed, man needed someone to bring completeness to him. Are you with me so far? So 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 that she's not lesser, she she she's not inferior. Just as the man had a special role in, in creation, so does the woman. And, and, and when they work together, it's not one lording over the other, but when they come together and work together, oh I'm telling you, they function and operate as God originally intended for them to. God designed the woman to be a perfect counterpart to man. And and I believe that her spiritual potential, just as much as the man's, is to be a child of God and to advance his kingdom as long as she is walking on this earth. That women are important when it comes to the work of God in our culture today. Are you okay so far? Now I wanna take a look back, if we can, real quickly to, to, to ancient Israel. To, to, to see how women were viewed before Jesus came. And, and generally, when, when you look back in ancient Israel, the, the, the Jews had a, a very small, a very dim view of, 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 of women. Jewish women were not allowed to receive an education, and so they were largely uneducated. The, the, in fact, if there was training for a Jewish woman in ancient Israel, it, it was in how to raise children and, and to keep house. Right, ladies, have you ever left the house and the children in the hands of your man? You know how devastating that can be, right? Come on, are there any men in the house that when your wife is gone, maybe on a girls' weekend or a trip or whatever, you you live like the devil and in those last 30 minutes before she comes back home, you try to like get it all in order? Okay, maybe that's just something I do, you know. And it's by the grace of God that when my wife has been gone, that my girls actually ate you know that they were bathed and, and it's just just but 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 in, in ancient israel that was all the woman was viewed as as someone to raise kids keep the house clean we we know that when it came to times such as this when it came to to times of worship that that women were oftentimes excluded from certain parts of worship right in fact, in Herod's temple, there, was a, there, there, there were several courts that you would walk through or enter through. And some of them had even special designations for, for certain people before you, you could really get into the temple, right? an outer court was called the the court of gentiles and it was only gentiles that could enter into this certain area this outer court around the temple of god F- five steps from the gentiles court they tell us was was the women's court and the women were limited to that area and then another 15 steps from that was the court for the jewish men and th- as you can begin to, to put this together, J- Jewish men had far more worship privileges than, than, than women back in ancient Israel. That the, 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 They were able to get a little bit closer to the presence of God. They were able to, to participate in some, some rites and practices that, that women were, were, were not allowed to. When it came to marriage in ancient Israel, man, the, the, the Jewish woman had really no voice. Her father determined who she was going to marry. Her her father determined when she was going to get married. Her her father determined why she should get married. And and when it came to, when when that marriage didn't work out, when it came to something known as divorce, listen, the Jewish woman didn't have a say in that. A Jewish woman couldn't divorce her husband. Only the man could do that. When when a Jewish woman was, was seen in public. Actually, they were to be seen as little as possible. Jewish young men were, were, were warned about talking to women in public. And in fact, so much that, that it was a shame in ancient Israel for, for a man to talk to a woman in public. And so therefore, most of the women stayed out of the streets but Most of the women just kind of chose to, to stay at home or, or that's why, as we know that in John chapter four, they would, they would go to, to draw water from the well when, when what? When men weren't present because they just knew that it was, it was forbid for them to, to interact with, with men. In ancient Israel, women were, were, were often regarded as inferior to men. They, they were viewed oftentimes like property, like cattle, or 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 like slaves i'll never forget one of our first trips to 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 africa and pastor chase courtney's been with me i don't know if he was there on this trip but i remember we had had one of our our ladies with us and 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 the leader of that village that we go to visit you always stop and you meet the village leader before you you go in and begin to do what you want to do he said oh i'll give you several cows for that one right there I'm like no her parents are expecting me to bring her home sir and you know, I've seen your cows, they're, they're awful, but anyway. But, but oftentimes, Jewish women in, in ancient Israel were viewed as just a piece of property. In, in fact, ever since the fall of humanity, women have, have oftentimes been viewed as second class citizens, somehow inferior to men. But something changed all of that. Jesus came. And he changed what those views and how women were treated. He, 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 he began to turn thinking upside down. How many of you know that Jesus is countercultural? cultural yes. he, he, he changes things. He turns things upside down. Jesus not only changes culture and turns it upside down, but can I just say something? He wants to do that in your life as well. He wants to change you. He wants to make you new. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to change your life. But Jesus came and, 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 and when Jesus came, he, he, he began to, I believe, put on display how God accurately views a woman. Hey, hey, listen today, if you're new to this thing called church or you're not a person of faith and, or maybe today you've, you've, you've asked yourself, I, I wonder what God is like. Check this out. In Jesus, you get um, a representation as to what God the Father in heaven is like. You see, Jesus came to earth. It was God in the flesh, Jesus. He came, and, and through the, the, the way that Jesus, he began to embody every aspect of who God is. Jesus carried God's opinions towards people, and especially the subject we're talking about today, towards women. But Jesus was that visible expression of God himself. Through Jesus's actions and words, we get a view of how God views a woman. And, and I'm telling you, that view was contrary to the prevailing view of what was taking place in ancient Israel. It, it might even still be contrary to how some of us listening today might still view women in our culture. So, so so consider these things about women that I find in Scripture today and, and, and how God views them. Check this out. When, when, when God decided to make his entrance uh, upon this planet, he visited a woman. It, 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 it was a woman that that he chose to bring forth his his eternal son, this, this Messiah, that long-awaited one that de- would deliver his people, the one that that that, that Israel had been longing for and, and and waiting for. This this mighty king, maybe this warrior, this one who would come and establish his kingdom here on earth. It was through a woman that he chose to make his entrance. The life of God was was first placed in. And Matthew 1 says, in the womb of a woman, before it ever got to you and me. That's not all. When you begin to read the Gospels and you begin to read how Jesus operated and functioned while, while he was, was here on this earth. Listen, G- Jesus began to rip down all of, of uh, social conventions that were pitted against the women. In fact, there was one occasion in which Jesus came to the defense of a woman that had been brought into the religious Supreme Court of the day, and they were about to kill her. Jesus kind of stands up for this woman and becomes her defense attorney and forgives her and saves her life. No other man was willing to do that that day. You see, that's God's view of a woman. I, I, you know, Jesus was, was, was known for, for, for palling around and being a friend of sinners, right? We, we know that as you read about how he operated in life, that, that Jesus, you find him sometimes eating with prostitutes and, and tax collectors. And we're told specifically of a story I already alluded to in, in John chapter 4, that, that, that Jesus met a woman one day and he did something that shocked all of his disciples. He talked and had a conversation With a woman. I've already told you that that was faux pas. You should not do that. That's not what good Jewish men do. You don't talk to a woman in public. Not only did Jesus talk to this woman in John chapter four, but check this out, she was also a divorcee. Not only was she a woman, not only was she a divorcee, but she was actively living in immorality. Not only was she a woman, not only was she a divorcee, not only was she an adulteress, but this woman also was a Samaritan. This half-breed race of people that Jewish people did everything they could to steer clear from. I know that we would never steer clear of people of other ethnicities and races in our culture today. That's old ancient Israel, right? So this lady was not only a woman, not only was she a divorcee, not only was she an adulteress, not only was she, I mean, she had Samaritan working against her too. But yet in John chapter four, you ought to read it. It's an incredible story. Not only did Jesus have a conversation with this woman in public, but he forgave her of her sins. And set her free and instill the new life, this, this, this living water, he says in John 4. Oh, if you drink from this well that I offer, ma'am, oh, you will never thirst again. Come on, how many of you have drank from that well before? And you know that it truly satisfies. Hey, but that's not all when it comes to God's view of women. When you look at Jesus, Jesus had, had a custom of, of, of using women when he told stories known as parables. In fact, oftentimes Jesus elevated women when he told these stories and, and, and almost made them like, like a hero. In Luke chapter 15, when Jesus talked about a woman who who had lost some coins and she began to search for all of them, she she found them, he praised her for that. When he spoke of the widow who who dropped all the money one day when they were in in the temple worshiping and he noticed, he was sitting there watching how the rich people, the religious people came by and just dropped some of their money. But when he noticed this one widow in Mark 12 that gave everything she had, everything she possessed, it was that widow, not the religious people, not the rich people that he praised but he praised this widow why because she gave everything there was another time in which Jesus was having dinner with a another self-righteous Pharisee and, and and a woman walks in but this was not just any woman this this was a woman of the streets a prostitute And and, and upon seeing the Lord, you know what this woman does? She dropped to her knees, she unbound her hair, she pulls out a bottle of expensive perfume, she pours it over the feet of Jesus, and she begins to wipe those feet with her hair. How scandalous. Can you imagine that religious Pharisee having dinner with Jesus? I thought we were just here to enjoy a nice night and some nice wine. But in walks this prostitute. She touches Jesus. She begins to wash his feet. And, and what does Jesus do? Jesus praises her and respects her. He didn't turn her away and said, oh, woman of ill repute, have nothing to do with me. No, no, no. He welcomed this act of worship. That's not all. There's another time when you read scripture that Jesus allowed a a woman who was unclean. She had been bleeding for, 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 for a long time. She allowed him to touch the hem of his garment and he was not ashamed. You see, unclean people weren't supposed to touch religious righteous people, right? But Jesus praises this woman in the midst of it for doing whatever she can just to touch a miracle working Rabbi, You know, I'm reminded that even in his last hours while he was here on earth, Jesus stayed in a small village called Bethany. It was here that, that he would spend his last days before he would make his, his, his brutal entrance up towards Calvary. But it was in this city of Bethany that, that, that Jesus <clears throat> found a home of two women that he loved dearly. Their names were, anybody know? Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha were friends of Jesus. And Mary and Martha were 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 women that that that, that received Jesus and, and Jesus received them. When, 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 when Luke writes his gospel, he 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 refers to to 12 disciples and we talk about them some churches have their their pictures in a, in a foyer or atrium area and or maybe in a stained glass and we tell stories about these these 12 disciples but something really special takes place in Luke he, he kind of shorthand paraphrases he doesn't type out the disciples all the time. Sometimes he just refers to them as, as the 12. And these 12 or these 12 disciples we know were, were men that, that walked around with Jesus for those three and a half years that he, he'd performed ministry and, and, and taught of his father's kingdom and performed miracles. These 12 followed him everywhere. But listen, Jesus also had a group of, I would just call female disciples, and Luke, when he refers to them, also uses a shorthand phrase to refer to them. He simply refers to them. He calls to them as the women. Look what he says in Luke 23, 55. It says, as his body was taken away, the women from Galilee followed, and they saw the tomb where his body was placed. Fast forward to the book of Acts, and Luke would say they all met together, and they were constantly united in prayer, talking about the church, and along with Mary the mother of Jesus several other who women and the brothers of Jesus were present interesting to me that Luke used this this phrase the same way in his writings as he used the 12 i believe that there were women in Jesus's life that were also disciple like we don't call them disciples but they acted much like the disciples. They were the female counterpart to the 12. These women followed Jesus wherever he went. They tended to his needs. And I think that one could just might possibly make the argument that that these women, these women that followed him, that they might have possibly been just even the greatest disciples of Jesus, more so than the other 12 that we talk about, the women. Why would I say that? Because they were more faithful than the men. Now, before some of you men start throwing your car keys at me this morning, listen to what I mean. When Jesus Christ was about to die, what happened to those 12 men that had followed him for three and a half years? What'd they do? They ran. It was a man that sold him out to the enemy. It was one that in public, when when he was asked on three occasions, hey, aren't you a part of them? No, you're confused. I don't know this Jesus. Those 12 checked out, with the exception of one, John. But you know who stayed? The women did. The women stayed with him. They, 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 they didn't leave. They, they followed him to Calvary to do what, what they had been doing all along throughout his ministry comforting him, taking care of him, tending to his needs. And it was women that they that stood there at, at Calvary and watched a bloody, Gory execution that took six hours to perform. It was something that goes against every fiber in a woman, but they stayed. They would not leave him. They stayed the entire time. Hey, do you remember that resurrection Sunday morning? Who were the first ones to the tomb that morning? It was the women. That they were the first ones to to come and see that the stone had been rolled away. You see, even after his death, you find these faithful women still following Jesus, still being willing to take care of his body that was thought to now be dead. And when he rose again from the dead, who were the first people that he spoke to? It was the women. They were the first eyes to to, to lock onto a risen savior. It, it, It was to these women that Jesus said, hey, listen, I want you to go and tell the others that I am not dead. I have risen and I am alive. It was the women. It was the women. Even though their testimony wouldn't hold up in court, they ran back and they found those men that were hiding and said, we've seen the risen savior. When you look in Acts, and I referred to it just a few moments ago on that day of Pentecost, the women who once had been forbid to worship and gather with men in places of worship, and it was women that were present in the upper room. They, along with with the men, were waiting for the return of Jesus. But unlike those male disciples, you see, The women never left. They followed to the end. Their passion and their dedication to Jesus, oh, it far outshined that of the men. Throughout his life, it was women that took care of his physical needs. It was women who, who, who looked after him. In fact, in Luke chapter eight, you can read that it was even women that, 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 that sold their possessions or they worked hard, maybe spinning yarn, making wool to, 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 to fund the ministry of Jesus and those disciples. It was the women, the women. You see, here's what I believe in reading the Bible, that it's women that were indispensable to Jesus. And, and, and I would just say this today as well, that you're indispensable to God even today. You're needed and you're important. And, and, and shame on, on, on anyone that's, that's kind of pushed you in the corner and, and told you you need to be quiet. Quiet. Or hey, you stay in your lane and there's no. And I just think that somehow we've we've so migrated away from how God views women, and we've not truly tapped into the incredible leaders, the incredible azers that they truly are. And you know there's there's one more image that that I love when you when when I think about the Bible and when I think about how God views women, he, 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 he did something else. When, when, when God refers to this thing called the church, do you, do you know what illustration he used? He calls us the what of Christ? The bride of Christ. Ladies, you're a big deal to your creator God in heaven shame on us men or anyone else in culture that have said anything less than that about you shame on us those of us that have stifled your God anointed and and God appointed leadership not only within society but within the body of Christ as well you know I was thinking this week about women or I, I was just thinking about the, 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 my spiritual journey, and it was women that, that have played a significant role in my journey. Most, mo- most of my vacation Bible school leaders, most of my Sunday school leaders when I was growing up were, were women. There weren't many men present. It's, it was hard to find men when I was growing up. That's what I love about our church. It's not hard to find men that are working today in kids' ministry. I, I love that. And, and more men need to be in kids' ministry. Why? Because, as I said last week, young boys need to see what a godly man does. And young girls need to see what a godly man does. Are you with me, men? I, I don't remember. I, I, don't, I never had a male educator in school until it was like middle school for me, seventh grade. The men weren't doing those things. They, they, they weren't, but I'm so thankful. You know, it, it made me pause to just say, God, thank you for women that, that, that would that would point me to Jesus. That, that, that were patient and prayed over me, that, 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 that taught me the things of God. I thank God for women. So, so men, I know that I spoke to you last week, but, but I want to just give you another word today. Men, we need to honor the women in the kingdom of God. We, we, we need to thank God for, and I'm not just talking about marriage, I'm talking about single women as well. Because single ladies, you play an important role also. Just as single men play an important role as also when it comes to building the kingdom of God. Men, we should honor women in the kingdom of God. You know why? Because God honors them. Don't you listen to what culture, don't you listen to the American view of women. Don't you listen to to the, the South American view of women. Don't you listen to the Asian view of women. Don't you listen to the African view of women. I want you to listen to God's view of women. And I want us to honor them and treat them and respect them and look to them just as God the Father in heaven does. You know, when the Lord pulled Eve out of Adam, He didn't take Eve from Adam's feet below him. He he, he didn't take Eve out of Adam's head above him. He took the woman out of his side. Equal, comparable, needed, completer, rescuer, azer. I want to ask you to stand with me this morning, everyone across this room today. And women, I want to speak to you and I want to challenge you to maybe do something that's a little radical and crazy for some of you. But, but I want to call women down front today that, that might be wrestling with a negative self-image or view about who you are. Because you've allowed the enemy to chirp in your ear or, or culture has sent you a, a conflicting message from what you heard today. Listen, the message today is a biblical one. It, it, would you agree with It is. All of those things I shared are from God's word. And so I want to ask a lady today that maybe has a a view that does not line up with what I shared to come forward. I just want you to join me down front. I want to also invite a lady today that maybe has has been through a relationship with a man in which the man has not treated you as the prized, unique creation that you are, the blessing that you are. And maybe there's been a man that's been um, unmanly towards you. I want that lady to come and stand down front today as well. I want to invite ladies to come stand down front this morning with me that 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 maybe you have been silenced. Somebody has told you, "Hey, listen, that's that's not for you." you 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 need to you need to stay out of that and and you just need to be submissive and do what somehow somebody who thinks they're better than you says you should do. Listen, guys, that's not biblical submission. That's called dictatorship. That is an abuse of authority and that is not what God has called us to do. Right? But for some of you, you've been wounded and you've been hurt by a man that's acted like a dictator in your life. I want you to come join me down front today. Maybe there's a lady here today that I wanna invite her to come down front today also that just feels like, you know what? I just don't know if I really have anything to offer in the kingdom of God. I, I, I just don't know. I you know if that, I'm gonna leave that up to, to, to the men to do, but but you and, and for and you've been sitting, you've not been using your God-given giftedness. Those special things that God has wired you with. And, and today you say, you know what, that's enough. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna step out. Thank you, Pastor Jason, for showing me women that that were used by God. Esther saved a nation, right? Thank you for for the testimonies of of some of these other ladies like Dorcas who were servants to Paul and they helped in the church. Thank you for for those illustrations today. And today you say, you know, I'm gonna join that tribe that's serious about advancing the kingdom of God. Ladies, I want you to bow your heads. I want everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes. and, And I just want you to hear once and for all how God views you. Listen, you are fellow heirs to the kingdom. You are daughters of the king. You are saints. You are fellow priests. You are honored. You are are loved. You're cherished. You're valuable. Ladies, you're needed. You're needed. of his. You're followers of the king. And you're part of his family. And he loves you. I want to do something really, really crazy and radical. I, I want to ask those of you men that are in this room that 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 might have a a wife down here or a girlfriend or a fiance or a a, a daughter, maybe a a family member or someone that you just brought today. If you would, as a man, just come down and find them right now. So look, men, if if they're not next to you, they came with you and they're not there, men, they're not, they're here. So I want you to come and I want to ask you to find the woman that you came with and I want you to lay your hands on her, okay? want you to begin to pray over that woman if you need to seek forgiveness of something i'm going to challenge you to ask that right now for her and declare that don't just say would you forgive me no you call it out you name it and I want you to begin to breathe words of affirmation and encouragement. I want you to breathe life into that Azer. I want you to breathe life into that woman whose hands, who, that you're laying on right now, I want you to breathe into them and affirm them. And I want you to thank them. In fact, that's for all of us in the room today. Has there been a woman that has played a significant role in your life? that maybe right now the spirit of God is bringing to your mind and that you probably ought to reach out to and say, thank you. Can I just encourage all of us to do that? A mom, an educator, a friend, a neighbor, an aunt, grandmother, maybe a, a former employee that just believed in you. Somebody that encouraged you. Father, I want to thank you for this reminder today of how you view women. And Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for for those times in which we as as men, as a culture, have, have not valued them and held them up like we should, like you do. Lord, the reality is, Jesus, you used women throughout your ministry to advance the kingdom honored them you valued them and Lord even today we need godly women to step up and to complete the work that you've called us to Father I pray that every female in this room today would know that you love them and that their view of that love would not be tainted by how another human has loved them but they would begin to see the love of a great God in heaven And they would walk in confidence, knowing that you are for them, knowing that you have anointed them, knowing that you have called them, God, to help advance your kingdom here on earth. All for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we just round applause, celebrate God's women today? Amen.